Peace. This is the Ask Your Old Head Podcast with Justice Raji. So, this evening, today, thank you for listening and tuning into the show. Uh, first things first, I uh, hope one is folks are safe and uh, have food, clothing, shelter, and their basic needs met. Uh, but I'm going to get into some topics and figure out some dynamics. Let me give you a couple things. So first off, right now, so you know, I'm at the house, like a lot of people. Now, I do record in the house sometimes, or I have in the past, um, for the way I do this show and my expectations of sound. I don't necessarily need a, you know, a studio, studio environment. But I do, you know, want it to sound, you know, pretty decent and consistent. Uh, so I'm upstairs might be a little bit of different sound reflection because I've never sat in this very specific spot and recorded something. Also, as I'm sitting in my bedroom on my bed with just a, you know, kind of a dim light, you know what I mean? might have a certain sultry flavor to what I'm saying tonight in terms of tone, but I'm going to try to find my, my uh, you know, more public range as, uh, as I move through the things I want to add on with in this episode. So, you know, the coronavirus and actions taken to prevent the spread of the virus have, for the first time in my lifetime uh, that I can remember, led to an actual public response to a public health epidemic in the sense that, you know, people have been not just strongly encouraged to change their behavior, but systems, meaning school systems, government, business, what have you, have really been asked and demanded, commanded, uh, I guess I should say in a better sense, to change their behavior, which is not something that has really happened in my lifetime. Now, there's been, you know, public response to some things, um, some matters, specifically, I'm thinking of HIV in the 80s when I was a, 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 a early teen to teen. Uh, but even that was a public response, but it was not, it was, you know, obviously it was something that hit other special communities, particularly the um, the gay community, far more heavily than I had the capacity to understand at that time as a, as a four-year-old through 14-year-old, which I've come to learn more about now or in the last 20 years since I've been you know, an adult and on my own and also folks who lived through that time have had the opportunity to share their stories. So I wanted to highlight that and get folks to, to tune in. But this has raised several things, some that I'm looking at very specifically through the lens um, that my show and this show is all about, which is self-development as it pertains. Um, self-development, understanding of manhood, where all these things cross lines and, and meet up, attitudes, behaviors, decisions, and so I'm going to try to run through a couple of things that I think that are just present for me and that I think may be telling for the coming months. So first thing I'm going to start with is, is, is information. And it's been really disturbing to watch the way folks are sharing information. And I'm going to come back to this on a, on a closing piece later, but you know, it is incumbent upon us and often within the the structure of how we see ourselves, especially as men, is there's a tendency to want to be the expert on something, 
right? Or only seed authority to make a decision or the seed authority to determine what is real to those whom we feel are worthy of such authority, right? So for me, that has led to, you know, and I, and I have a, I try to follow a lot of different things. I follow a lot of men. I follow a lot of black men, a lot of men that, you know, other brown, whatever, men of color on the interwebs and different social media platforms, and they're sharing their thoughts and perspective on the world. And I do that intentionally because I make I make media about, you know, my own experience and about the other, capturing the experience of other black men. And I want to see what other folks are saying, what's out there. And it's always interesting and challenging the information that we, that ends up bubbling up to the surface, right? And, you know, culturally, I don't condone sharing information that you can't verify, right? At least not at the minimum with a, you know, strong disclaimer like, this is what I know so far, or even acknowledging that you're not sure that this is correct or right and exact or actual fact. And the, and the challenge with that is, is that sharing unusable bad information, you know, much like uh, the way viruses and some others, but specifically viruses attach to cells and do their thing, you know, once you give somebody some bad information and they attach your bad information to the place in their mind's construction that was looking for information, they're going to keep running on that bad information. They're going to recycle that bad information. They're going to reinterpret that bad information. They're going to relay new information versus that bad information. Right, and then they're gonna make bad choices. They're gonna make foolish decisions. They're gonna stand stridently on unhealthy or ineffective positions, uh, and especially for men, uh, it shows up in you know needing to be the one that defines reality, being needing to be truth, needing to be the definer of all truths so to speak, whether or not something is true or not true, whether something is fact or not fact, that I am not going to concede what I should do to anyone else. You may be like, what is Justice saying? He's talking in this, you know, you're going in an academic way maybe. So let me say it like this. Sometimes we could be on some real bullshit and be real assholes about something just because we our pride and our ego does not want to concede space to someone else being the better knower or being the person that's correct or being the information that we should guide to, especially as we show up within, you know, you know, a quite hostile racist system. You know, so there's certain responses to that that I, you know, understand understandable and I'm behind. Also, though, we have to learn and have to be aware when we are fighting information, fighting opportunity, fighting chances to make certain things happen for ourselves or to protect the well-being of others strictly on you know whatever number of prideful structures we have created that are being challenged by the ask that's put in front of us so let me walk you through so i think the best way to get you to understand where i'm coming from is to let me walk you through you know, my own personal quick journey with the, the development of the coronavirus and the spread. So I'm going to give a shout out to member, some co-worker. I'm not going to say his name publicly. 
uh, here because I didn't get to talk to him about it, but I want to shout him out because he, whether right or wrong, was very leery of this particular virus based on the stuff he read, based on things he was seeing, and he was just like, you know, I'm really concerned about this going to hit us and that we're not prepared and people aren't taking it serious. Now, you know, you know, we, you know, offices and teams and sometimes you make jokes and you're like, oh, you know, you know that. But his 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 energy was sincere, right? And as it turns out, he was on the right. He was right on this one, you know. So, but for myself, as things were progressing and I saw what was happening in China and then the lockdown and then this piece. So, you know, I've watched over the last couple months. Folks go from, okay, the coronavirus is real, um, and, 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 but it's man-made, and it's an intentional plot by this person or that person, Bill Gates, it's a plot by the government, yeah. then, uh, but it's not really coming here, and then, um, so I'm, you know, I'm gauging that, so I'm trying to look at the data, listening to the stories, and then I'm like, wait, people leaving, people coming back, whoa, 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 whoa. Then as, it, as, it, as the first cases in the U.S. started developing, people started coming down with the illness, uh, just up, you know, within my range where I live up, I'm in Portland, but right up in Seattle, you know, one of the first places where a lot of folks passed, you know, respects to them and their families. And then I had to go, okay, all right, this is this, this looks like it's something, right? You know what I mean? The first thing is like, all right, man, I mean, I remember MERS and SARS. Um, all of somebody got a meme out there listing a whole bunch of them as if that's evidence that this one wasn't a real one or that pandemics don't happen, which, you know, when one takes the time to think about it, the counterfactual is actually that, right, you're providing evidence that pandemics are something that we shouldn't take so lightly. Um, but anyway... I'll come back to that later. So I'm processing. I'm like, hmm, all right, well, it looks like the situation is changing, right? That it's spreading, that there's risk factors. Let me tune in and get a little more knowledge, right? So that's what I did. Instead of turning away and going, you know, pridefully that I don't need to learn or understand, and also that I might have to give a give give the big, hey, man, you was right. You told me so, you know what I mean, to my, to my, my coworker, my team member. I said, well, let me let me dig in. Let me look a little around. Let me do a little thinking. Let me draw this up so I have a better understanding of how I can proceed and look out for my family, look out for myself, you know, what have you. So the data starts, stuff starts developing, and it's like, uh-oh, yo, it spreads like this. Yeah, it is does have a similar incidence of death to the flu, and it's a really bad flu rolling. Uh, but the the challenging thing is that it, it's it has a we don't totally know how fast that it's spreading. We don't totally know how bad it is because the testing data isn't good. Uh, now, I know some of you don't know anything about epidemiology. You act like you do. Again, evidence of some of the stuff I'm trying to engage us in powerful and in, in helpful conversation about because many of you know nothing about epidemiology. However, you feel extra strident to claim all sorts of fanciful things about the origin of this and whether it's that and if people didn't eat this and if people didn't do that and what have you. Again, I'm going to come back to that. And then people take that bad information and one of the things they do, especially a lot of men do, is decide they don't need to listen to anything that follows. Um, right? So processing myself, I'm like, all right, all right, so the Rona, the Corona, Rona looks real. Rona is something. Now, what does it mean? What are the risk factors, right? Because that's how I process. That's how I work. 
in the world. I go, if the information that has come to me counters something that I previously thought was true, uh, and also then because I know it changes something that I thought was true, it changes my what behavior that I need to proceed with going forward, meaning the behavior that I thought I was going to be engaged in and the behavior that I thought would define how I move through the world is no longer the appropriate what behavior. Okay, so I accept that and I go, all right, what, what do I need to what do I need to do? So I start things start progressing and moving fast. Uh, outbreaks in other places. Uh, folks bearing witness that we should have been social distancing and slowing down like two weeks ago <laughs> instead of, you know, having conferences. Uh, I'm waiting on that note for the article or the paper about the attendees at the Sloan conference because my understanding and I got to verify. So I'm not going to say, but that there's a fair amount of people in the Boston area that got, you know, may have got hit. At, you know, may have got it at the clone conference and that also may be the transfer point to some of the NBA players. And then, you know what I mean? We got a whole chain, right? So, so I'm like, oh, snap. They might, this might be the, like, you know, the real one we need to adjust to. So, you know, I do a lot of the, the food shopping for my family because I do a lot of the cooking for my family because I like to cook, if you've ever listened to the show. Um, and just in the way that we move is one of the areas that I can be proficient, move fast, get our stuff, and get it into the house. So I just said, you know what? I mean, they may not, there may not be like some kind of quarantine or shutdown or whatever, but maybe I just grab a couple extra cans, right? You know, when I grab a little, little extra dry goods, you know what I mean? Pasta, beans, you know, make sure our salt and pepper, spices is cool stuff like that so if we got to stay at the crib or need to at least kind of stay at the house over the weekend or days where maybe we would go out to eat let me let me let me grab that right so you know you know a little bit here a little bit there a little bit extra the black beans uh, some tortillas da, da, da. so the week's progressing and i'm like man this is really real out here man data's coming in folks are starting to trip um you know, they're getting, they getting after the toilet paper and the, and the hand sanitizer disappearing. And I'm going to come back to those, to one of those in a moment. Uh, and I said, man, all right, man, this is real. Like, I think it's going to be a slowdown. Let me make another grocery run. <laughs> right. So I whoop, whoop, get in a little grocery run. You know, I'm on some chat threads. You know, one of my partners shares a video, shares a, a post from a cat that had been in, uh, you know, people that have experienced, you know, like war zone situations or war zone shutdowns and just sort of like that person commenting on watching Americans go into stores and buying like toilet paper, sanitizer, paper towels and all this like meat and cold produce, cold type stuff that needs, you know, electricity and the system, most of the systems running. And he's like, you know, he over in the other aisle with... And he sees a cat sort of getting what he's getting, canned meat, canned vegetables, dry stuff, um, you know, canned other fruits. You know what I mean? Kind of like, okay, you look like you've been somewhere I've been. You know what I mean? And I was like, hmm. See, now for some of us, you might go, oh, that dude, he from wherever, I don't got to listen to him. You know, and I hear this a lot in my world and the work that I do of people's ability to selectively listen, especially men, so to selectively listen to the information that's in front of them that is giving them direction on how they should what proceed. So so I said, man, the brother in the war zone, 
he on to something. Let me bear witness to that knowledge, right? Let me let me hold that and put that in, incorporate it in my behavior. So the week's moving, right? And I'm like, damn. So on top of all this, my birthday is approaching. Um, as it is recording, my birthday was yesterday, the 16th of this month. And the plan was for us to gather in Houston. I'm still coming to Houston, some point Houston, uh, this coming weekend uh, with some of the willing my brothers and we've been working on something to annually come together around our individual self-development, growth and goals and holding ourselves accountable in a very specific way to certain goals that we're trying to get going in every year. Uh, that's as much as I'll share about that right now in this platform. So with the data coming in and the, the risk vectors and everything else, well, my brother he hits me he's like, God, what's what's up with the agenda for for our meeting and um, you know, the travel, and I you know and I had been sort of trying to block it out, you know, from that weekend before. So this is both going up to Wednesday of last week. So from Saturday Sunday, I was like, man, this is serious. Let me get some more food in the house. Let me make sure things are in order. To Wednesday, I was going hmm. How do this is looking like I, I can't justify taking this trip, let alone that maybe conditions will change and I won't have the choice. But it definitely was looking like, man, I don't think I could take this trip and all good, um, you know, good, 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 good reason. So we started deliberating us not and I, you know, pose up a much more developed and refined question <laughs> about what we we're talking about doing and what we could consider. You know, this is Wednesday night, Wednesday you know, afternoon night. So midway through our text conversation and me digging, doing a little more work, you know what I'm saying? The NBA shuts down. And I'm like, oh. And I'm still probably like, man, I mean, NBA, it's games, it's crowds. Yeah, man, we yeah, can't do the big gatherings, but we're going to do it. You know, suffice it to say, I'm going to fast forward the clock so I won't give you the painstaking details. But slowly I had to accept that the knowledge in front of me was saying the behavior I wanted to do was not the right behavior. Even till Thursday morning when I went in and I, and I chopped it up with somebody and I was kind of like, yeah, man, I got I to live my life, do my thing, da, 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 da. And then I was like, man, I can't justify going, getting in no plane, walking through security by people from all over so I can have... I mean, you know, it'd be productive and self-development and everything else that I advocate, but also just going to be fun. But it's also something that could happen later. And, you know, oh, well, money was spent. You know, money's important. You can't just be wasting money. And then I was, you know, I had to swallow the pride and everything else and say, you know what needs to happen? I need to request as much of the money as I can back, you know, cancel my Airbnb. Uh, get my still working on um, hot wire apparently their systems don't work today they were supposed to call me back and then when it did it said we can't work anymore which means these these folks is overloaded right moving flights around you know moving some to the fall or whenever just so I can keep you know the investment I already made and then we're gonna see what happens you know what I mean but nothing can stop the motion if we're committed and focused you know what I mean? But I had to accept that. You know, it was painful. It was sad. It was something I've been looking for, looking forward to all spring. Like, ah, ah, ah. And often, 
as much some of us do not wish to admit it the thing that gets most in the way of change is the grief the pride and the sadness and the loss of faith that will come with the change so circling back to where I started on this part of the add on around you know usable information you know what helped me make my decision was usable information what led me and guided me to choose the right choice and you know coordinate my vision and my efforts around how we're going to be stable here if um you know things change and things whoo did they rapidly change by friday you know what i mean we was on what we on now which which is if you have the privilege and the ability to be home to be home and if you do not limit your travel to pretty much home and, you know, your workplace, um, you know, it's going to be hard out there. It's going to be hard for folks that got to eat out to work, folks that got to work outdoors. Not only outdoors, but out and about. You know I mean, you got to move through people, delivery folks, folks that's been basing their money on, uh, you know, sort of this, all the all the ancillary pieces. You know what I mean? They're going to have a hard time, but we, we're going to circle back on that. And um, no, man, we're going to go right into that right now. So that gets me to, um, you know, our connectedness. Because the thing that has been, I've been reading, I've been listening to social media, and I'm doing work stuff, is, you know, we're all connected. And these, it's, for you know, economists will tell you about the supply and demand and the movement in the market. But it's very real. Like, there's a lot of business that is, predicated on the front end on the retail experience of people that are doing other work right and then some of those service industry jobs that folks are working at are dependent on somewhere somebody that's manufacturing producing completing a real or tangible good and then there's people that are connected to the logistics of moving those like all the you know what i'm saying to the shipping department to the to the quality control like to you know this it is all connected and a lot of folks are out of work and going to be out of work for many Men, you need to have an honest look right now about how you was planning to make your moves. You know, if you didn't have a plan for this particular eventuality, it's no shade. You know what I mean? If you was you was doubling down on various, you know, gig moves, and that was how you was making your paper, no shade. It's just a reality that the pivot come. You know what I'm saying? But a lot of people, bartenders, retail, uh, small business owners, freelancers, uh, creative folks, uh, but also bigger things. You know what I mean? If you work in any of the support stuff at them stadiums, which I know a lot of people that do, you home right now. And you probably home through the summer. I'm going to just wager. I don't think we're getting back to big people in the crowds until probably after the summer. I mean, maybe June, but I'm thinking after the summer at the earliest. You know, uneducated, you know, limitedly limitedly informed opinion there you know don't spread that like i got some kind of evidence um even the piece that was flowing around just as an example the whole the, the, the pentacon tip and the, gonna be a 14-day quarantine nationwide you know and maybe a quarantine nationwide will come but you know i had to i had to, the balance between honoring that as absolute truth but also hedging with, well, just in case, <laughs> what do I need to do? You know what I'm saying? What don't I have that I'm going to want to have if, if we're really locked down that way? We can't, we can't leave the crib, you know what I'm saying, or can't, you know, leave far. I guess you get to go outside in the daytime, but whatever. Um, you know, 
these are trying times. And so with that uh, and the connectedness, I want to encourage you is to connect with the tools that you have. See, the one thing that's dope is it's a part of the process we started last year. We've been having monthly video chats, you know what I'm saying, talking about stuff, trying to follow up. Now, we haven't, you know, we didn't perfect it. We didn't master it. But everyone in, not everyone, but a strong contingent of the circle is now confident, competent, and comfortable engaging in that format, right? So in this time when now a lot of us going to be home, not only can we use it effectively, but hopefully we could be somewhat, what, proficient. You never know what's going to happen. Um, the one I love most runs most of her work <laughs> via video chatting and um, video meeting. So, you know, I watched her do all kinds of amazing things um, right from the comfort of her office or our home. The challenge is going to be for us to take advantage of this opportunity to connect. A lot of you got families that you may not talk to um, or families that are isolated you know i think right now the internet has shown itself to be a vital utility to keep people connected and engaged and well informed if used you know on the upside and i think the only the best response to this as from a public perspective from a service perspective is getting folks connected so if they can't move around a lot especially for these youngins that are going to be out of school for like six weeks we got to get them babies plugged in. We got to get folks that will volunteer to jump on the chat and read or do a little drawing activity or something. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be a lot of stressed out folks. And some of the folks that's going to take a lot of this weight are the folks that cannot, uh, meaning our elders. And they're the ones that are most at risk with this. So we got to limit their contact, limit who's running up in and out their house. You know, and where you're going so that you're not running into stuff and then bringing it back. Uh, but if we want to be connected, man, we can. Man. And I want to shout out because it was my birthday last night. And and I got to say, I did not start the day jovial. I was trying to be jovial, but it was like, yo, I got to go get my computer from my office. I got to get some materials and things. that. So if I need to work on certain stuff from the house that I can do that. Uh, that I have a plan and start scoping out like how am I going to do certain check-ins with staff, how am I going to uh, prepare for, um, you know, an upcoming RFP and some grant research, all, all kinds of stuff, man. Got a lot on the plate. And if I, you know, so I couldn't just take the day off and you know, I'm going to lay up and da-da-da, you know, and then with the whole, if that pending shutdown was, was actual fact, I needed to go get those things now. I can't wait till later. I get them now. You know what I'm saying? So I'm getting some more food, making another run that I will discuss in another format. And, um, and, and all of that while trying to like, you know, be reflective. I usually, you know, take my birthday and I'm reflective. I, I go take a walk in the, in the park or something, go look at a river. You know what I'm saying? Go eat something I like. You know what I mean? I get some, some pampering and love and stuff from the family. Um, but what was dope is later in the evening, my you know my had arranged for some of the people in my life to to get on a, a chat with me, a video joint, a Zoom joint, and just show me some love and like give me some birthday, you know what I mean, good wish, well wishes and all that. 
and it was it was fantastic and appreciate it and um you know what I mean honestly it's one of the best little birthday moments I've had in some time um just from the nature of it that you know I'm in the house but uh, some of the people I love most from all over the country was right there in the room with me for a couple minutes and, and able to show me some love and I was able to thank them in real time and they could you know hear me say it and vice versa you know we talk a lot on this show about getting them roses while you can still smell them a lot of times right it started every podcast when there's an interview and um you know it means a lot to me to be appreciated and loved and it also means a lot to me to have the opportunity to appreciate and love others so them my values you know you got your own so two more points uh so a couple things i want while you're home i'm coming back to the uh to the fitness and well-being so the first thing is there's no reason not to stay fit even if you're stuck in the crib for a lot of time um hopefully you know if you don't have, i don't have a couch because long complicated story so it's real easy to stretch out and get exercise in my living room if you do have a couch and other obstacles and things in the way you know if you're able to go outside man go outside get you a 30 40 minute walk in every day you ain't gonna be driving so you might as well take a walk uh you know if you if if you're out of work i know it'd be stressful you know hit unemployment figure out what the benefits what's going on in your area but in between man get you get you 30 40 minutes on your feet you know if you're a jogger or runner you've been waiting to be one now it's probably the time um, but it's all kinds of stuff you could do. Um, what's crazy is at the moment, right now, my daughter is having a virtual dance class in the living room. You know what I'm saying? The dance school shut down. The teacher, you know, we lined up some things. They got it going. Now, obviously, I, I bear witness that I got phones and I got good Wi-Fi and lights and, you know, space and all that. So that ain't going to be the deal for everybody, but... Some of y'all, and some of y'all, you know, burgeoning entrepreneurs, man, this might be a moment to do some virtual fitness training. Feel me? And then get you a little uh, video chat account of some sort. Hit up people, say, hey, you stuck in the crib. All you need is, you know, six inches, you know, three foot by six foot of space. Put 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 a yoga mat down. We about to get busy. You know, turn your chat on and get it get it cranking. So you know, you can join the chat, five dollars a session or something, two dollars on the Venmo, or maybe not the Venmo or the, the Cash App or the Square Cash or the whatever cash, the Apple Cash, the Square, I don't know. All of them. Ain't none of them paying me, so I say all the names this time. You know, do that. Um, stay fit, but also stay clean. Which brings me to this question. I'm trying to understand why the hell y'all bought all the toilet paper. You know, this may der- derivate off of my normal tone, but I just got to ask, why the hell did y'all buy all the toilet paper? Now, I know and understand that, you know, wanting to feel clean and sanitary is important. I just don't understand what was the flow level of toilet paper in your home prior to this concern. You know, were you were you lean, you know, lean functioning, you know, like uh, my business folks, I think I'm, I'm using the term right, kind of where, the, where you got a cash flow analysis that you need this many sales per week and this and this, so you keep meeting costs and da-da-da, so on, like, toilet paper, y'all was running, like, a three-packs of three rolls of, I don't know, I don't actually, I don't even know how fast we use rolls around here, but suffice it to say, I know when I get the big pack from Costco, it lasts, like, five or six months. So if y'all got like three of them joints, 
I mean, do you think we ain't gonna have no toilet paper for a whole year? Are we gonna be in the house <laughs> for a whole year? Or you thought the world was gonna end and you was like, well, at least I got this toilet paper, I can wipe my butt. I'm just not understanding, man. It's just ridiculous. It really don't make no sense. I mean, of all the things to be, you know, overtly concerned about and and to at the degree to shut down basically the capacity for anyone else to purchase. Like where now I gotta buy toilet paper whenever I see it, just in case. There ain't going to be no more for, you know, four, three, four weeks, you know, with the production facilities and stuff, trying to catch up to the demand that is flowing out the window. It don't make no sense, man. You know, especially if you're going to be stuck in the crib, man. You Anyway, I'm just going to say I hope folks take this opportunity to learn about emergency preparedness because that's been a topic for years that people have taken lightly. And then suddenly this moment arrives, and, and, and granted, this is a type of emergency that doesn't give you the, uh, most of us, the immediate present fear. I mean, it's not something on fire, there's not bombs dropping, there's not soldiers running through the streets, right? There's not uh, this, you know, the earth didn't shake, the wind's not blowing through or something, you know, where you're looking and you see this destruction that maybe energizes you to the importance of the moment. But it's still, in, it is an emergency. It is a quick adjustment to the reality on the ground and what we have happening. You know, but with this particular type of deal, you don't want to see um, people dropping and ambulances everywhere and folks not. That means we took too long to respond, right? But I'm going to ask y'all to, you know, all y'all new armchair epidemiologists and emergency prepared folks to go do some research and let me know when I got wrong, you know, why whatever what we're doing right now ain't the right answer. Because a lot of you are good at casting doubt, but you're not good at actually giving answers. And that brings me to something that's going to be, I mean, it's been a theme of my thought with this show and what I do. But it's also something that I realize I I can't really much abide anymore. And I'm going to say it like this. I am, you know, culturally, I've spoken to I'm a 5%. Um, I'm not going to explain all the, the content of my value system and everything else to you right now in this format because it wouldn't you wouldn't it's not the appropriate way to do this but i'm gonna tell you this one of our foundational concepts is that those who know have an obligation to teach and to tell the truth and those that take what they know and use it maliciously to profit are wrong if you know better and you only use that information to take advantage of others to link them on as followers, to to blood suck from them in one way or another, as we may say, to manipulate people to take their hard-earned, you know, riches only for your benefit, you're wrong. You are what we would phrase as a 10%er. Uh, moving away from that, I posted something, you know, earlier in the week, I think that was last week on my Instagram. Just like, I'm tired of you, you know, and I, and I want to apologize on the front end to substitute teachers because actual substitute teachers who teach in our schools and fill in when other teachers need to rest or are sick or family or whatever. Y'all actually, for the most part, I honor what you do even if everybody don't hit the mark. It's important and it's a vital part of education function to have teachers who can stand in and take up the place of another teacher who can't be there. So I'm going to call y'all... Fake teachers, lying teachers, fake humble sages and wise men, 
There's a lot of y'all as dudes, or at least appear to be, at least in my channels. And a lot of you seem to have the attention of other men, but you don't seem to have any intention to actually help them develop, be greater men, be better for their families, or at least maybe in your mind that's what you're doing. But mostly it looks like you're just trying to get followers. Y'all are the most strident. Some of y'all are just ridiculous in the bull that you are sharing, propagating, and putting out there with, with just wanting disrespect. And I, I I can't have it. Now, I have to figure out how I can manage to do that, to challenge more of you, uh, while also respecting my own rule to not be, you know, having a negative back and forth as much as possible with uh, another black man, like in the public sphere where we're, it's like we're arguing and disparaging each other's character. So I'm going to try to engage in this in the way that is in tune with who I am. But, you know, for the progress of what I'm doing creatively with this podcast um, and other things that I've in the, in, in the, in the, in, in the hold, so to speak, I'm going to have to bump up against some of y'all. And, and you just like for real, like come on, man, like you clown, sh clown shit. I'm just gonna say it. it's clowns, and it's disrespectful. It's not good for our people. And the worst part is, you give something to someone who's not well, and they think you've given them something healthy. And now you, your terrible, poor quality piece of information and viewpoint, is holding space where other more productive healthier or at least things that will give them options to grow they can't link in because they listening and feeding off what you've been saying so i'm coming we coming and you know for some of some of the folks who do some of these things you know i think you might mean well but what you're doing is, is whack and you're not helping so you know Expect me to be a little bit more adversarial on some of those points with the coming work. So, uh, yeah. Oh, and, and so, you know, I, you are no better than the, the Illuminati and the, the cobalt of the whatever's and all the spooky stuff you say is out there, you know, running direct in the lives of the people. You're no better if you deceive them also just to get their follows and their donations and their Venmos and to come to your speeches and to buy your books and you know, buy your T-shirts. You're no better. You're not, you know, you're no better. So, saying that to say, um, it's going to be a very interesting year. This just is taking things in a very a new direction, and a lot of us are going to have to adapt quickly. But I think there's also within this an opportunity, as there is always with great change, for those of for us to do things differently, to have the evidence that the way we have designed and prepared certain things is not going to meet the future need and with that for many of us as men this destabilization and this change is going to lead to some some wild some challenging stuff because how we have defined ourselves and our value is changing around us and the history of that if you look into it for not just for men, but for men specifically, there's a very specific way men show up in this particular conversation. Does not always go well. Industrial, you know, large scale systemic changes 
where you were able to find your definition one way and now the means to do that is no longer really a viable means to operate is a repeated experience uh, for our community specifically uh, in this country. So let's get ready, let's build. And with that, I'm going to wrap up this, uh, <laughs> this particular missive, this particular piece here. So thank you for listening. As always, please uh, locate the show, rate, subscribe, share, especially on the uh, Apple Podcasts if that's where you listen, um, but also on the uh, Spotify. Get busy with the sharing. I'm on the Spotify. I'm everywhere, baby. Anywhere in the internet is sold, you can locate <laughs> what I'm doing here at Dash or Hit Podcast. Um, one more thing, too, I should add is I am going to get the Patreon page up immediately. I've been slow moving on that for some time. Uh, I haven't figured out all the nuts and bolts of everything, but if you listen to the show and you want to become a regular supporter of the show, uh, there will be a channel for you to do so uh, in the next 24 hours. And um, I'm going to encourage and ask you to do just that. Uh, Find a tier that works for you. I don't really know what works for anyone, so I'm just throwing some stuff out there to see what what works and what goes. And... um, you know, doing my work to keep doing this work that uh, is meaningful and helpful to me, and I hope that it is meaningful and helpful to you. All right, so with that, I'm going to say peace. Thank you for listening to the Ask Your Old Head podcast with Justice Raji. Be safe. Peace.